0: Welcome to the Charity Network News Podcast, inspiring you to make the world a better place. Our host is Lex Lumiere, an award-winning therapeutic artist whose family legacy includes over a hundred years of art exhibits and providing artwork for international non-profit fundraisers. In our show, you'll hear mind-blowing interviews, from philanthropy leaders or creative souls, as well as news and insights to help you make a positive impact in your community. Now let's jump into your daily dose of juice. Please join us in creating excellence.
1: Hello. First of all, welcome, U.S. Department of Arts and Culture. Apparently, it's you and me today. Everyone else is running late, so we will let them run late. But uh, so the first question you have, and since you're not familiar with this, this is really what it is, is it allows citizens to talk about the democracy and how they feel we could improve things. And this is kind of used as a time capsule. So what happens is, is they pull it up through the years to look at like, so what were they thinking in 2021? like where were people with some mindsets you know because we have so many different world events going on you have your mm-hmm. own community you have your own family like um so the first thing would be state your name and what you do and where you're from and then the other piece would just be really introducing yourself and then the other piece is you know how you feel the government responded to COVID 19 and like the winter storm how's it affecting your community how are you doing okay and then we're going to get into the other stuff
2: mm. okay All right.
1: i'm gonna take off my glasses though okay go
2: ahead okay well it has nice
1: tint to it oh my pink my rose color they're literally rose colored lenses ah uh, literally that's pretty they're prescription
2: oh cool
1: you can get your that's own. Awesome. you can get your own pair at america's best oh really <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I
2: saw the preview all the time. Okay, so share with me. Okay, um, I am Alda, and I, I suppose on the other side, I am a healer. Um, what had happened, I live on the north side of town, by the way, in Houston, northern Houston, more in spring, um, the Woodlands and Conroe area. Okay. Uh, what really affects on the Asian community side, we're very prepared. My family mm-hmm. side, we're very prepared in terms of we're always stocking dry food, and they always have one of those propane, um, you know, a separate cooker that they put mm-hmm. in the garage um, for rainy days or if they don't want to stink up the house. Mm-hmm. So. As far as that, the majority of the time, we're not as impacted when um, when food are scarce and when electricity and water are scarce, because most of the time we always store those things like water and dry food.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: However, um, our neighbors are different. Um, <laughs> yeah most of them don't have anything
1: mm-hmm. and
2: you know if if if
1: if they're sick they're sick there's there's um like with covid-19 did you notice like even during the storm like what that was like for you like you just couldn't did you feel helpless in a way
2: yes very a lot of people felt very, very helpless. Um, and not too many people are very good at handling uh, things in a calmly manner, or can th- even think and act mm-hmm. in yeah. a situation like this. Um, coming from my background, I grew up in a war and race in a war. So I worked very well during um, hard times. Yeah. So um, I'm a survivor and and I'm the main person for my family every time when we go through stuff like that. So I keep everything calm. I make everything look easy. Um, but other people, it's a little bit different. Um, I do feel bad for them. And yeah. um, but most of the time during the course of COVID, we're so isolated, mm-hmm. truthfully, and we see a lot of uh news. But in actuality, I was not out there to help anybody to really make any kind of comment. But at the same time, I know there's a lot of people who are feeling sick, I think. Um, past for uh, fast forward to now and going back. Two days ago, I text um, one of my old good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, who moved from Houston to, I believe Myrtle Beach in in Carolina. Two years I've not spoken to him, right? Um, Because of life. And I meant to call him, I meant to call him before his birthday too. And I forgot. And then um, two days ago, I called him and I left a message and then I text. And then a day went by, I didn't hear anything. So, And mind you, I'm out of Facebook. I don't know my password, I can't get into it. But luckily my messenger, my Facebook messenger is still there, so um, I was able to communicate. So anyway, so finally I said, okay, let me give a shout out to an old friend. And so I called via messenger. Nothing. And Then I text again, nothing. And then I said, you know what? Through messenger, I went through, his profile, Facebook profile, because I can't go through my Facebook, and I saw the post, his daughter wrote a love poem for her dad, he passed away, I was like, yeah, I was like, "Um, are you kidding me, you know, Um, yeah, he died August 24th,
1: wow, and I
2: just now found out it, it was mm-hmm. devastating yesterday. I was like, oh my God, that's awful. But that is COVID.
1: Um, yeah. And that's, I think I not knowing is hard, you know, cause like yeah. my best friend is in Florida. My other good friend is in Utah. She left Los Angeles during the pandemic and bought a house in Utah. Mm-hmm. And so um, like just trying to, you know, stay in communication because the way that the symptoms hit, you just don't know, you know, that it's very oh. fast. So it's like, you know, just trying to check in on people, and I have no idea how many people on my contacts list are even still living, you know? Right,
2: yeah, yeah, but um, we knew, as far as the Cambodian community, um, that I heard from my mom, but Mm. I'm always hearing stories from her, because she loves to watch TV, right? (laughs) We're always busy with activities and doing things, even though um, life happens, but a lot of our, when I say our people, the Cambodians, a lot of them got the virus. Mm. Um, they caught the virus, and, but they survived it. And I think only one of them actually died. Um, they survived through taking their flu, um, drinking hot lemon water every day, three, four times a day. Um, And they have this um, salted lime or or salted lemon Mm. that they make, right? It's kind of uh, vinegar-ish. Right. Um, They would use that and they would boil water and they would mix it and they would drink that. It's very medicinal, I didn't know that.
1: Mm. But
2: that's how they're surviving, without going to the hospital. Mm. Yeah, and they (laughs) keep themselves steamed.
1: And how do, you, how do you feel about like the government's response to COVID?
2: I know they're trying, I know, considering the funds and the budget that the United States have and the amount of money that we owe to China, mm-hmm. funds wise, even if they wanted to give more, we're just gonna go, we're gonna end up bailing up. But at the same time, our lives worth more than yeah. the money, I guess. And um, I'm hoping that they would put a little bit more effort in um, assigning more funds to help.
1: I think a lot of it is preventative too, because I was working with a gentleman and his his dad is a doctor, and he was telling me, he said, you know, Lexi, people cannot get any virus if they have enough zinc in their body and enough selenium in their body. He's like, and we really need to address these deficiencies in the diet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And because yeah. my thing with the vaccine is normally a vaccine takes 10 to 15 years to produce. That's the standard of medicine. Unfortunately, you lose a lot of people in that time frame because it's it's a long time. But there's a procedure there to protect the public from being experimental guinea pigs. And I think what concerns me with this vaccine is that it sets a medicinal precedent of, okay, if something happens, we're gonna rush a vaccine and we have no idea how it's gonna affect people for 10, 15, 20 years. And I don't want that to be the precedent for the future generations. Does that make sense? Like Mm -hmm. even prescription medicine. I mean, what are you going to get the two second medicine? (laughs) You know, and and to really push up the wellness and and the the holistic methods of use to help take care of your body. You know, instead of just you know taking a shot and a pill.
2: Right. I am anti medicine. Truthfully, I've always been. (laughs) I haven't taken medicine. In twenty years,
1: mm.
2: um, and when I do get sick, I just um, well, I'm a healer, but at the same time, when I do get sick, I usually just drink hot tea and with lemon and honey. You know, just just natural herbal remedy. I don't do you go fast to the counter get prescriptions or anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do I don't like I'm fast not when you do either. your tea. Do you, just, mm-hmm. uh, do you fast when you do your lemon tea? Do I fast? No.
2: Okay. I'm yeah. just curious. No, I just drink my lemon tea and, you know, whatever I feel like eating, I eat. So it's, I guess I'm kind of a little unique in that aspect in comparison to most of the people out there considering, I mean, I, I like to eat. <laughs> Mm. I like to eat, but I'm healthy. Yeah. So everything is herbal related. Um, I believe it all starts from home.
1: Mm.
2: People have to um, stop looking for shortcut. And yeah. it really, really starts to take care of themselves holistically. Because in reality, that's the only thing that's really going to save them because when they use medicine, they'll heal one thing and they gain five different other illnesses from it. So it defeats the purpose.
1: Yeah, well, you know, in a lot of the vaccine, they were saying that it worsens pre-existing conditions. So for patients that have issues, you give them a shot of that and they're going into anaphylactic shock. And it's, it's Mm -hmm. interesting to me, the dynamic of it, because you have on one hand, you know, when the pandemic started, they were rolling all of the sick people into the old folks assisted living homes. And I thought that's so bizarre because we normally only quarantine the sick and let the healthy out because you need herd immunity. You develop your immunity by being around people. But now we're going to tell people, we'll give you this vaccine and you could go into anaphylactic shock, but we're going to put you in a three ton vehicle so you can drive down the street. So it's like, you pull up, get vaccinated, yeah. then drive. And to me, that's dangerous. <laughs> that's, that's like, it's, what do it's, these people yes. have a re- reaction to whatever it is right. that they're taking, you know? Because some people don't have right. somebody to drive them. And that's the other that piece is of it. It's, it's too rushed, you know, and you're worried about public safety, but yet you put them in the three-ton. Right. Vehicle, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, to, yeah, to drive. It, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. It's
2: it's it's crazy. Um <laughs> but technically it's really not that far off from getting a flu vaccine mm-hmm. for people who really doesn't have the flu and you go get a flu shot and then you get the flu mm-hmm. <laughs> just so when you do get a flu again yeah you're not as bad
1: <laughs> as you were with all right the logic is kind of weird you know Right. Right. The logic is yeah. kind of weird. So tell me a little bit about your vision board. So what did you create? I'm curious. I want to know.
2: I really didn't create a vision board because it was kind of last minute, but, um, I do have a goal.
1: Okay. Tell me and... about, tell me about your vision for America. Like, what do you, I mean, you have a very unique perspective anyway, you know, because you're, well,
2: my unique perspective is more from the spiritual holistic side.
1: Yeah. And
2: I'm a big believer in that. Um, because like I said, I don't believe in medicine. Um, although at times, you know, we do need it for certain things. We do need it. Surgery. We definitely need it, but there's certain things that we can do without. Right. Mm -hmm. My, um, my vision for America for 2020 and with what I aspire to contribute to society and to not just America, but hopefully the world um, is to be able to help influence them to start looking for alternative medicine holistically, whether it's energy healing, whether it's um, um, health and diet or spiritual cleansing or healing, it, it doesn't really matter, pick something, something faith healing, uh, you know, it, because it all start from internal, it start from within.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And if you're able to heal what's in here spiritually, and then it'll help you heal everything else because it radiates from the soul, from the spirit, however you want to connect or and call it. You yeah. know, because the part of us, the main reason why um, most people, most of us become ill is because their spirits are ill. Hmm. And, um, and a lot of times medicine doesn't work because they're curing the wrong thing.
1: Right, it's not yeah. like the body, mind, spirit approach. No, yeah. yeah, Right. yeah.
2: So my vision is to, of what I would like to do and what I am going to do is to kind of find, um, find ways to emotionally connect with people, whether through writing or um, through blogging or workshop or podcast or whatever,
1: mm-hmm.
2: is to kind of call people to come together um, based on different groups with different um, illnesses mm-hmm. the, the, the mental and the emotional illnesses um, that. That causes the illness in their physical being. And Mm -hmm. hopefully it will hit them straight at the heart of the issue. Yeah. And, you know, help bring Americans together. I know America has many different, um, not all of us are Americans, so I'm just going to say people. right? Yeah. So I'm just going to say people, but it is the people of America, people who live here in the United States. Um, I, I, I would like to bring people together, um, Mm -hmm. whether it's by groups, um, with, with, with a different niche or whatever, whatever, whatever God, me out there to do. I would like to start doing that but this year will be the year where we're going to make a difference.
1: Yeah where the communities come together.
2: Yes we're yes to get the community to come together and to get our healers to come out and come together and help contribute. Um, Especially with those who really don't have the funds for anything you know. Yeah those are the ones that need hope the most. Mm-hmm. And that is where we need to come out and raise awareness. Um, build some kind of nonprofit um, organization to be an open arm for the holistic people to volunteer mm-hmm. to put in their time based on their time that they have that they want to spend to help out. Yeah. Um and go from there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yep. think that's what we need. We really need the facility. We need a facility. Yes. You know yes. Can reach- we do.
2: We do. And that's what we need the government assistant, too, is to help us with the facility Hmm. um, and the operation while we can volunteer here and there, um, based on our time and our specialty.
1: Yeah, I always think of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, how people, you know, need shelter and food and water and and those things And until they're in a stable place, they don't really focus on the rest of it unless they're in a position where their illness is demanding that they focus on that, you know? Right, right. But I think definitely the winter storm and what's occurred with COVID has shined a light on different types of healing that we need as a community. Yes, I believe so. And to make that accessible to people that are impoverished, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And um, yeah, definitely in need of a facility, you know? Definitely. So I'm going to show you my cheesy vision board that I did. Look, like, I'm going to show you. See, I did people. Cool. Warner is actually some kids in our neighborhood. And when the stuff happened with George Floyd, they created a bunch of signs to raise money. And it's for standing in solidarity against racism. And I thought that was kind of cool because they were, cool. bunch of um, I pulled this it's called thrive Academy. And you see a little kid right here, which is, I really like the concept of them having real food, like, like, you know, non-toxic, non-GMO <laughs> food. Right, 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 right. That we have to become a more sustainable society rather than a greedy society. Um, right. This in the middle is a, that's a doctor. That was just my representative of, you know, having access to healthcare, you know, to be able to go to see the doctor and it be affordable you know, my grandmother used to say that you could go to the doctor and you would just have to pay for that, you know, pay for that visit. Mm-hmm. Only, you only paid for it when you got sick, you know, and she said your insurance was for more like of an emergency, but you could just afford to go in and see the doctor. She was, but now it's not mm-hmm. a way for people. Um, and then I did see, that's my environmental picture. There's the dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I was trying to say, like, be kind to the animals, all of them. Oh, yeah. I want it to be more than just a storybook. You know, with the way the right. extinction rates are going with the animals, we need to really be better stewards of what's been given to us, not just, you know, wildlife, right. green life as well. And right. need to go back to glass instead of plastic, you know, because at least you yeah. can recycle it, a bit, recycle it and it's more sustainable. um and then I did school, like education, way down here, sorry. There's my cheesy, there's a woman with her baby. And then mm-hmm. I did education. And then a bit no place like home. Like really wanting people to feel like when you come to America, you're welcome. You're welcome here. That you're right. safe. Because I had the, my model with a lot of children in the, my little house, my little, that's not really my house, but I was looking for <laughs> <them>. <laughs> I was trying to, something that was, was practical and not too glamorous. Um, <laughs> but nothing in bees is practical. Um, uh, so, <laughs> so, you know, just the thought of also children being safe in the future, the trafficking is on another level. Oh and, yes. You know, you're dealing with gangs and cartels and, and a lot of darkness. And I, and I you're right. really want America, which it you know, we're, we're teetering to be a safe place for children a safe place for a woman to be able to raise her child, you know, or her children, Um, married or not married, that she doesn't have to worry when her kid walks home from school. You know, we've had a lot of issues around that. And I'm hoping that in the future, that's not something that holds us down or ties us back. And that tying into kind of what you said, when you get to a certain place of healing, healing families, Mm -hmm. you know, where it sounds very utopian of what I'm thinking, but where my mom is in the future, you have a place where people have a roof, an affordable roof over their head. Right. Where, you know, we're just as committed to life as we are to electronics and robotics. That it's right. not just, you know, all robotics all the time, all video games all the time. Right, right, right. That you value. And also
2: to touch. And also um, teaching kids how to plant things, you mm-hmm. know, how to plant yeah. things and, 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 um, start looking at organic
1: food. Mm-hmm. Then I went to education, like there's music in the art. Yeah. The violin. It, it, exactly. So, you know, and if parents
2: don't have time to teach them, we'll have a class, teach them, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I know, it's not Absolutely. that hard.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and and that's the thing, just like that way that they can, I guess so that people have a decent quality of life regardless of yes. Their- Yes, yeah, because there was a point in time when, you know, America's gross national product, when we made all this money, the companies would pay a percentage back to the employees. So employees got like part of the profit sharing of that and it raised people's quality of life. And then a lot of companies did away with that unless they're employee owned companies. Mm-hmm. And you have to raise the quality of the parent's life to also help raise the quality of the child's life. You know, true. because people aren't two family households, some people have grandparents taking care of grandkids, you know, you have such a different right. amount of families, so that in the future, you know, we have um, more possibility and more opportunity for them, not getting run over by a bunch of robots that are, you know, commanded out of the CCP in China. <laughs> you know, That's true you know, it's true, very aggressive yeah. and they're really pushing that whole robotics movement. And it it is going to create a different type of work, just like what it's doing now,
0: you know, mm-hmm. it's changing
1: the whole work mar- marketplace. So right. to be able to have children that are prepared for that, you know, and sustainable where they could be like, yeah, whatever, we're going to go live like the Amish, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so did, you get, like did hmm? you get a chance to write anything? Did you get a chance to write anything?
2: Did I get a chance to write anything?
1: Uh-huh. Did you write me a poem? Huh.
2: <laughs> I just write, I wrote a, like a one, a short one. Okay.
1: Read it to me. I wanna hear your poetic address. Read it to me.
2: Uh, I don't know if it's poet address, but this is what I got. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no pressure.
2: No pressure. Well, I have an intro too, like,
1: okay. you know, giving right. thanks, give right? Me your speech, share, tell me. Okay, share.
2: Um, I didn't know it was just going to be you and
1: I. I thought we were going to have all these other people jumping on. I don't know where they're at.
2: So.
1: <laughs> okay. It's right. good to be us.
2: Okay. Um, this is what I have. I said, first and foremost, I would like to give thanks and appreciation to the founder, the organizer, and to Lexi for inviting me here to join uh, to join you all here today. Well, you're very welcome. I am honored and excited um, in contributing my services to help make a difference to society and to our country of America. I am Alda. By the power of the source, God, the gifts bestowed upon me with all who join to help make changes to a healthier America and its people, I will stand, walk, and work with you to ensure by the end of 2021, we will help heal millions of people. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you. That's really pretty. That's all I have. <laughs> I, I didn't know what it. else to
2: write. I was like, I don't know what to write. I'm not that poetic.
1: <laughs> Mine's like long. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, go ahead. I'm gonna read it to you anyway. Okay. It, it, it kind of goes from a little dark to a lot more light. But um, So my poetic address, especially for the future, but may you find value in freedom, Mm -hmm. comfort in arms of those dearly beloved, cherished due to time finite, more than video games or cold robotics humanized to replicate illusions, illusions of wealth automated workforces held in the hands of a few to captivate many distracted by digital entertainment, training young minds to spend mindlessly Bitcoin mafia money, Mm -hmm. trading cash, gold and silver for air. May you stand in solidarity against financial dictators, disaster-based economies, poking like needles ripe for flesh, bringing back the 10 to 15 year protocol test for mass vaccination. May you eradicate a dangerous precedent creeping into medicine and create a society that corrects our failures Learns the lessons we did not and makes health care affordable where all children thrive in an academy of sustainable living. Where all forms of life are treasured their habits sustained in good vibes their habitats like marine life wildlife birds of sky man's best friend equal educational opportunities, regardless of color religion race skin that's like art. Humanity not expendable where every child lives in a sustainable Earthship, an eco house, something that we have not yet done in mass. The cherry on top is there is no place like home. Let there be no place like America where people feel free to come and be away from danger or fear, where they find a healing of their heart in a country where people live and work successfully as a team, a team to end corruption at all levels of government where we upgrade everyone's quality of life with love. Beautiful. There's love my it. page dissertation. The <laughs> poet in you.
2: <laughs> in the poet and the artist in you. Beautiful. Love it.
1: I love, love yours it. too. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh,
2: you're welcome. You Sorry. know. I,
1: I know it's deep thoughts, but the beauty of it is, is like, you know, even with like the presidential election, like I look at that and I think, God, we have to fix this election stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Carter had an idea years ago about printing out a receipt. So when we voted, we would get a receipt with that. And that if anyone contested our vote, we would have a little separator. and we could mail part of our receipt. And I'm like, that was such a brilliant idea to prevent digital fraud you know because I think a lot of the future is going to be safeguarding the truth but don't they have that right now though the receipt I don't know I have I didn't
2: of people that. who go and vote did you get because one? I know some people who um, um who are keeping text me your receipt that you went and vote I was like okay
1: <laughs> oh you mean that little receipt with the number no I wanted to tell me who I voted for I want like the answer oh. <laughs> like, like, right. I don't want just the number. I want the answer so that when they ask me how I voted, I can separate the preparation. I can mail this one in and keep this for myself. Yeah. Gotcha. And burn it because yeah. depending on which party wins, you want to get rid of it. That is true. That is true. You're right. <laughs> you're right. I hear you. One year, awesome. you're a free party. The next year you're independent. The other year after that, you're Republican. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Democrat. I don't know. I'm humanitarian. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> way over here. There's a <laughs> line over here. On, you know, <laughs> but thank you for joining in the U.S. Department of Arts and Culture and sharing your story. I really appreciate it.
2: No, oh, no, thank you for the invite. I appreciate it.
1: So yeah, I just, I want to nice conscious experience. conversation because it's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah and I think that's the power of it. Yeah. And apparently the universe had the answer for you to be here tonight. Oh, right. You're like, all right.
0: I'm in. Thanks for listening to charity network news with Lex Lumiere. If you like our show and want to know more, check us out online or please leave a review. Join us again next week. Until then, focus on creating solutions and making a positive impact in the world with your presence. Be kind, volunteer, pay it forward and keep shining your love light.